Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday the 14th of August. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, Rob Holding talks to us about his first year in London. We talk about some of the club legends and the A to Z of Arsenal, while as ever Adrian Clark previews our trip to the Potteries at the Chalkboard. Let's kick off by taking a look back at the Premier League opener with Leicester City. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, Arsenal insider this week is the former Arsenal defender and pundit, Rhys Weston, who joins us on the show now. Rhys, how's it going? Very well, thank you. Very well. Arsenal starting the season with a victory, as you well know, beating Leicester 4-3 to kick off their 2017-18 season. It took the Gunners' record signing Alexander Lacazette just two minutes to introduce himself, and boy, did he do it with a bang. Toward Hector Baird in, then on Nenian, and Lacazette! What a start! Alex Lacazette inside the only one minute! seconds has put the Gunners in front here against Leicester. A sensational start to Alex Lacazette's career. A fantastic start here. It is Arsenal that lead by a goal to nil. Dream start really in front of the Emirates faithful in a league game, wasn't it? Well, absolutely. And um, what a fantastic game of football. A great advert for the Premier League. Um, but from an Arsenal perspective, yeah, vitally important to get the season off and running with a victory. And um, yeah, what an exciting fashion in which to do it. And hopefully Lacazette, a man who'll have a lot to offer, clinical finishing clearly, but um, more than that, fingers crossed too. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's got a great pedigree, hence the reason why Arsenal paid so much money for him in the summer. And it's, yeah, it's great for his confidence. I mean, it's a great weekend for debutants all around, but for, for Lacazette to score after 94 seconds at home in the, the season curtain raiser, it's, it's a fantastic thing for him. And um yeah, I'm sure he'll go from strength to strength. The more he plays, the more he'll adapt to the Premier League and the pace of the league. And I'm sure he'll be a tremendous asset to Arsenal moving forward. I guess the other major talking point before we go into to more detail on the game was a few suspect moments at the back and one or two unanswered questions may be there for the campaign to come. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things where when Arsenal are playing well, they, they throw caution to the wind and they attack at will and you know, defensively, it's always kind of been the, the second the second element of, of the game that Arsenal concern themselves with. And when they are playing well, they don't think too much about chewing things up at the back. And I, I still think that the, the, the three centre-backs 
these in the back system is far better suited to the way the Gunners play. Yeah, for that I fact, agree. you know, you know, when when they do go forward, you know, the idea is to have you know the, the centre of the pitch plugged with with three central defenders and, and a holding midfield player, you know, Granite Jacker, to, to to be that that holding guy for the time being with a bit of responsibility for shoring things up, but. It only takes one or two people to switch off for it to go horribly wrong. And you know, thankfully, Arsenal had enough attacking for us on Friday to get three points. But yeah, you know, it's, it's a little bit of, of of patching the gaps a little bit at the moment for for Arsenal trying to trying to figure out which which three are going to be the ones that that play the majority of the season if fit. But again, you know, if you're if you're winning if you're winning games four three one nil, you know, three points is three points at the end of the day. And you know, at the start of a campaign, you just want to get off and running. Koscielny and Mustafi hopefully to come in in various guises coming up as well. Now, Arsenal got their goals, Reese, at key times in the game. One was the equaliser right on half-time from Danny Welbeck. Here's what he had to say to us after the final whistle. Yeah, I think you can see from the celebrations. Um, I think previously in the Premier League, we've not really we've not got off to the best of start. So it, meant, it means a lot for us to, um, to get a good start and get the three points today. <clears throat> and then obviously we can build on it from there. Danny, I think as much as anything, just chuffed to start a campaign fit and firing and with great hope, I think, for this one. He's, he's a fantastic player, Danny Welbeck. He's been so unlucky. He's been blighted by injury. Um, but when he's when he's fitting on fire, he's uh, a real handful and really difficult for defenders to play against. You know, he's, he's comfortable going into wide areas. He's quick. He can finish. He's good in the air. He holds his ball up well. So, yeah, it's, it's almost like having a new signing. You know, having him playing so well uh, and being fit uh, he will he will get better and better with more games as well, I'm sure. We shouldn't forget Arsenal trailing 3-2 in this topsy-turvy game with eight minutes to go till the boss used that strength in depth to bring on Olivier Giroud and Aaron Ramsey. And boy, did those changes pay off. Then it comes, fair delivery as well. It's cleared away only as far as Xhaka, who controls and then nods it over to the right-hand side. Oxlade-Chamberlain could be in here! Chamberlain and Ramsey, it fell to Aaron Ramsey, who just rifled home, and we are 3 3. And it comes the Arsenal corner, and the header, it's the crossbar. Does it go in? Yes, it does. <laughs> Olivier Giroud is celebrating. I'm not quite sure who got the final touch on it. It does not matter because Arsenal lead by four goals to three with just over five minutes remaining. I don't know who's put this one in. Giroud is claiming it. The header it seemed to ricochet back down Giroud's taking all the plaudits here and Arsenal from 3-2 down with five minutes remaining lead by four goals to three cracking goals great atmosphere well maybe mention Ramsey first of all I think his role running from deep could be huge for this season to come it does that so well that's that's one of the the, the biggest attributes that Aaron Ramsey has his, his ability to time his runs from midfield and he just goes in behind players. They, you know, if you switch off for a second with Aaron Ramsey, he, he's gone. And you can see he timed his run as a great pass from Granite Jackie, you have to say. But you know, there's still a lot of work for Aaron Ramsey to do. And he took a, a reasonable first touch. The ball sat up, but the finish was tremendous. It was emphatic, and it was it shifted the momentum in Arsenal's favour. You can sense then after that goal went in that the confidence was restored. And, you know, the rest is history, as they say. So, yeah, another iconic goal from Olivier Giroud. We've seen some crackers at the death over the last few years. Here's what the boss had to say on Giroud in his post-match media conference. I opened the door for him at some stage because I know that uh, it's important for him uh, to play, but I don't want him to go. 
and uh, in the end he decided to stay and uh, was one of the great days of the recent weeks for me because I know how important he is not only as a player, he's a fantastic player, but as well in the group. He has a big weight in this squad and uh, it was a relief for me that he decided to stay. Just never disappoints you at the moment, does he? It's great to see whether he's starting off the bench, that hunger and that ability to deliver. He's the, the consummate professional at the moment, Olivier Giroud. Obviously, he's, he's been coveted by numerous clubs. Um, and, and Arsene Wenger said openly that he gave Giroud the opportunity, if he so wished, to maybe explore past as new. But again, he's decided to stay put and fight for his place. And yes, of course, he'll want to be starting every week. And with the riches available now to Arsenal in an attacking sense, it's going to be tough. There's going to be great competition for places. But you know, the, the contribution he's made, you know, either starting or coming off the bench, I think it's seven goals now he's scored coming off the bench in, in his last 10 or 15 appearances, whatever that may be. And it's a fantastic goal. I mean, the way the way he shrugged off Harry Maguire and still managed to get the power on that header to beat Castro's Michael, it was, it was an amazing finish and a real fitting way to, to get Arsenal's first three points of the campaign. Again, I... Uh, quietly, quietly confident, you know, going into Friday night, this could be a, a really big season for Arsenal. And had they not won that game, you know, the question marks would be, would be coming up once again, as they tend to do. The vultures are always circling when it comes to Arsenal. But to see them get off and running like that, and in the manner they did, you know, facing adversity, coming back from being three-two down, and still having the strength of character to win that game, I think it, it bodes really well for the coming season. Whether the squad ends up getting thinned a little in some areas, we'll wait and see. But certainly up front, to have three guys all scoring in the opener, Lacazette, Welbeck and Giroud, is a very interesting dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, and, and the small matter of uh, Mr Sanchez to come back into the fold as well. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really exciting time for Arsenal with, with, the, with the riches they have, attacking options, you know, Mesut Ozil, you know, Alex Iwobi, these guys that... That can make and can make things happen. Theo Walcott as well is another one that all these guys when they're when they're fit and firing and they're all competing for those starting bursts, it can only be a, a benefit to Arsenal. And as you rightly say, to see Lacazette, Giroud, and Welbeck all get on the score sheet on the first day is, is amazing. So you are still quietly confident, hopefully, or maybe even slightly less quietly, having appeared with us that this well, will be I, a good I, season. I've learned I've learned my lessons over the years not to be too vociferous when I'm when I'm talking about Arsenal's prospects, but <laughs> quietly, quietly confident that they can have a decent season for sure. Reese Weston, thank you very much indeed for coming on and being our Arsenal insider. Loved it. Perfect, yeah. no worries at all. listening to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Having signed from Bolton Wanderers in the build-up to last season, young English defender Rob Holding is certainly turning heads with his very composed style of play and his excellent building from the back. Here's what Rob's had to say to Arsenal.com about his first year in North London. Rob, welcome to the uh, the Arsenal Podcast. Um, when we spoke to you last season, um, you said that you could actually get the tube in London without being noticed too much. Uh, is that a little bit harder now? Uh, I haven't got the tube in a while but um, definitely getting recognised more when I'm just walking around Central and stuff people are stopping me and having a quick chat stuff like that yeah do you enjoy that? I don't mind it like if it's quick quick chat just IRY sort of thing and uh, maybe a little picture or whatever and then yeah not a problem um, do you feel more at home in London now? you've been here about a year have you had a chance to go out and explore a few things? Uh, yeah I'd say definitely like it uh, it's there's a lot more stuff going on and uh, it's, it, I quite enjoy it. Yeah. Um, 
Have you, are there any particular favourite spots, places that you sort of tend to hang out? Uh, I don't know, in Central. I don't know, it sort of mixes, it just depends on what I'm doing that day. Uh, a lot of the time I'm going to either the Enfield or the North Finchley Nando's, picking up some food. So I've been recognised there a few times. Um, if your folks come down the stage, you ever sort of do a bit of sightseeing with them or do you just t tend to stick at home? Uh, they went. They came down and obviously stayed with me, but then they they went sightseeing and did all like the touristy things. I've still not done that yet. The other day I was in on South Bank, just walking around like seeing what was going on. That was the closest I've been to sort of the Houses of Parliament and London Eye and stuff like that. But I haven't actually been on the London Eye yet or anything. Um, we heard you were renting Callan Chambers' house uh, while he was out on uh, on loan. Um, now that he's back, what's the the housing situation? It was Danny that was renting his. Danny Welbeck was renting his house. I. Now he's back, Danny's still in his house at the moment, so he's living at mine. I think a couple of people have been commenting saying, why are they living together? But it's literally because Danny's renting his house, so I'm going to put him up for free as well. Um, you got a lot of uh, buzz on social media last week about what you said at the uh, the FA uh, in the FA Cup Q&A at Members' Day about what you said to Costa during the final. Uh, were you surprised by how much coverage that got? Um, I didn't think people would be filming it. Well, I've seen all the cameras and stuff. But I just didn't think it'd go go like on Twitter again and everything. I didn't think it'd go on uh, like all over Twitter like it did and stuff. But as long as it didn't take it personal and just like sort of just took it as like just being a bit competitive in the game, then that's fair enough. Um, and last question for you: um, Is it possible to sum up last year in one word? Um, unbelievable. That, that'd be it. Yeah, it was hard to believe. So I have to use that word. Yeah. Good man. Thank you very much for your time. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. The A. Oh, Charlie George, you can hit him. Oh! 
Well, for this week's A to Z of Arsenal, we're going to head to the letter H. H is for Henri, our record goalscorer, with 228 goals in just 337 appearances. Incredible. We've all got our personal favourites of those 228. Here's the man himself with memories of his. You know, I can, you can always talk about the, the Tottenham goal and or the Man United or the goal at Madrid or, 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 or whatever. But there was one goal that was more than a goal. Not in terms of the game or the beauty of the goal or, or whatever that usually people talk about. And I felt it and I said it and at the time I remember scoring it, I felt it and we were talking about it in the dressing room and whenever I see that goal I still can feel what happened that day in the stadium. It's uh, the goal that I scored against Liverpool and I scored uh, the, the third one to make it 3-2. And I, it's the only time in my life that I felt a stadium breathing again. H is also for Huddersfield Town. The Terriers back in the top flight for the first time in 45 years this season. The last time the team has faced off was in the FA Cup in 2011, when this happened. Here comes Fabregas, pauses in his run, and sends Ian Bennett the wrong way. And Arsenal take the lead. And Huddersfield have gifted it to the Gunners, but they won't complain. And finally, H is for Herbert Chapman, who managed both Arsenal and Huddersfield to League and Cup success through the 1920s and 1930s. Ironically, the 1930 FA Cup final was against Huddersfield, Chapman's old club. In tribute to the manager, both teams ran out side by side, the first time this had happened at Wembley. The game went to plan for Chapman and his assistant Tom Whitaker, Alex James giving Arsenal a first-half lead. In the 83rd minute, Jack Lambert sealed victory with this goal and captain Tom Parker lifted the cup to mark the start of a decade of Arsenal domination in English football. A legend at both clubs, he was responsible for numbered shirts, for Arsenal's legendary red shirt and white sleeves, for the development of Highbury, and he also led the change for renaming Gillespie Road Underground Station to Arsenal. In December 2011, Chapman's legacy was immortalised with a statue outside Emirates Stadium. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. So, Adrian Clark joins me at the Chalkboard. Clarky, we have a lot to discuss, most of it unrelated to on-field activity, we but we'll do. come to that later. I am just about still talking to you. Um, we'll start with our question at the Chalkboard. Was the Leicester game Arsenal's greatest ever season opener? No, no way. Um, it, was, it was probably the greatest game. I thought as a spectacle, it was absolutely fantastic. Both teams going forward were in spectacular form. It was exhilarating to watch. The defending wasn't as clever. Um, what I will say about Arsenal's opening days is surely you can't look past Everton 1, Arsenal 6. I think it was in 2009. Uh, it doesn't get a lot better than that. You go away from home to Goodison Park and you spank the Toffees. Um, yeah, Arsenal will go <laughs> do well to top that. But, but this was an absolute vintage season opener. It certainly was. So we move from here to Stoke City next up. The evening kickoff next Saturday. Um, what do we expect broadly from the Potters? Defensively, they've tightened things up by bringing Zuma and Martins Indian, haven't they? Zuma could be their best player this season. I think Jack Butland's an outstanding keeper. He will be a huge asset over the course of the campaign. But Zuma, I'm really surprised that Chelsea have let him go. Um, we can expect them to have three at the back. That's what they had against Everton on the opening day. Uh, they will match Arsenal up. Three, four, two, one. Um, I think Stoke fans are quite frustrated with the style of play. It's a little bit 
dull in their opinion. So I don't think they'll be overly expansive, but we know with the crowd there that the backing that they get, they will be fired up and physical. So that's Stoke at the back, and obviously club stalwart Jonathan Walters has gone. Uh, Marco Anatovic has obviously gone to West Ham as well. That's a couple of their more notable and trusted attacking options gone too. It, it is. Um, they've got a new player called uh, Chupo Moting um, who will play in behind. He'll probably compete with, with Bojan for a place with Shakiri in behind the striker. Um, they've got Darren Fletcher, who will add legs, I guess, in the, in the midfield, although he's ageing. Um, yet you look at their side and you think maybe they're a little bit weaker this season. It'll be interesting to see who they pick up front. Sado Berahino was pretty anonymous at the weekend. Peter Crouch is probably the type of player Arsenal's back four might not want to come up against. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see Crouchy. OK, so you think historically Arsenal-Stoke games, we know about some bad blood, we know about a poor run of results, but all of that has changed a bit the last season or so. Yes, Arsenal had a good result, didn't they, at the Bet365 Stadium last season. Um, it's all about controlling the match, I think. If you allow Stoke ahead of steam on home turf, you allow the likes of Shakiri in between the lines to get on the ball and make things happen... That's a worry, especially in light of what we saw on the opening day from Arsenal defensively. It's really, really important, I think, that we close those spaces off. We don't give their best creative players the licence to look up and make something happen. Um, it, it's going to be a tough game, but if Arsenal can control play and push forward up the pitch, we should be OK. I hate to say this, Clarkie, but poor Mark Keyes is always in the short list of managers to get sacked, isn't he? And he's in the top five, I see, yep. for this season, a game in already. Um, you mentioned briefly style of play there. Is, is that part of an ongoing issue? Yeah, I think it's just they're in betwixt and between, aren't they, at the moment? They're not the stoke of old that likes to rough up teams and that they bully them. And they're not a pretty passing side. They're sort of caught in the middle somewhere. And... I wouldn't say they've got an identity crisis, but they're not far away from that. Um, and they've got a difficult start to the season, Stoke City. They need to get some big results. Otherwise, I do, do believe Mark Hughes is under pressure. I just feel maybe the squad and the team has gone a touch stale. And I hope I'm not tempting fate there. They're prone, in my view, as well, to gluts, aren't they, of, of sort of five, six unbeaten, then four or five defeats in a row. Yeah. They struggle to put anything together for more than that period of time. They do. Yeah, they do. They, like a lot of those teams in the middle section of the league, they, they struggle to find consistency. I'm looking at possible weak links in the team, and I see Juf, uh, uh, Mama Biram Juf, at right wing-back. And I just think that has got to be an area where Arsenal can look to target in this game. And uh, and there's not that much mobility with, with Shawcross and, and Jeff Cameron too. It's When you go forward, I think just avoid Kurt Zuma and I think Arsenal will be OK. And a very popular new addition this season. If you were Arsene Wenger, give the Arsenal players, please, your five-second team talk ahead of facing Stoke. Remember a clean sheet mentality. Play in Stoke's half, quiet in the crowd. Ramsey... Keep making those runs. Beautiful. You're very, very good at this. Future manager, Adrian Clark. <laughs> Much more to talk to Clarky about, though, now, after this. Reign of Arsenal. Well, the Arsenal Weekly Podcast editor, Liam Roberts, joins us in the studio. Liam, joined us on the phone last week, uh, struggling after a wedding, I think, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, down in Sussex for my uh, best mate's wedding. So I'm looking better, feeling better, and it's good to be back in the studio with both of you, with Adrian and Russ, or should I say Pepper? Pepper, yes, yes, you could say Pepper. And yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, of course, last season's prediction competition, which Adrian Clark beat me in, fair and square, 
It was a penalty to be paid. Mine was to hand over the keys of my Twitter account for 24 hours to Adrian Clark. No ability to warn people, no chance to say or type anything during those 24 hours. Just ride it out and watch the madness unfold. And Clarky, I've got to say, yesterday, Sunday, he did a sterling job. <laughs> Are we still talking? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, so it was great fun pretending to be you. And so you're going to be running the London Marathon dressed as Peppa Pig. I am. We know that. A lot of likes you, and retweets. You, you asked for advice on, on whether to get frosted tips or not. And we a poll that got well over 100 votes. <laughs> uh, don't. By only 54% to 46, though. We revealed your rather spectacular middle name. We did. Which former Aston Villa midfielder, Barrett Lamperty Fenton, or Taylor, 42% were bang on. Graham Fenton, Russell Fenton Hargreaves. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, it was absolutely, it was great fun. Um, yeah, I hope, just hope I didn't get you into trouble. Sun's out, guns out. <laughs> Most underrated show on TV, X on the beach. And you know what, I could carry on. Backticles, the best of all time, hashtag goosebumps. <laughs> no, you, oh, you the just, list goes on. You had one of your top three backticles of all time. I did. <laughs> I got, text, yeah, I got a text yesterday morning from Adrian asking, do you have any suggestions for Russell's Twitter feed? <laughs> Did you contribute any of those then? I think mine was the London Marathon one. There was oh. a couple you couldn't use, but um, yeah, the London Marathon one was my, was my finest, uh, finest moment. It was all good. I'm pleased to say that my penance, my debt for last season is now paid. And prepare for this season's one, because we've got a new competition, as you said, Brain of Arsenal, um, for those who weren't uh, downloading last week. Russell will face Adrian every week. Four questions on their specialist Arsenal subject. The winner gets three points. The loser has to change their subject for the following week. Um, so this is the first week where we've gone with some questions. Yep. Adrian, uh, you won last season, so yep. you get to pick. Do you want to go first or second? Um, are we doing the uh, ABBA rules or are we doing... Uh... I still don't understand the ABBA rules, <laughs> so... Um... <laughs> Not In that case, I'll go first. Come on, then. Let's, let's okay, so Adrian Clark, your uh, specialist subject was? Uh, Arsenal 1995-96 season. Okay, four questions for you. Start now. Where did Arsenal finish the Premier League in that season? Fifth. Correct. How many points did they get? <laughs> 60. 68? 63. <sighs> Who wore great, the... <laughs> <laughs> Not great. 50% so far. Who, wa... Who wore the number 11 for oh, Arsenal that season? Oh, goodness me. Uh, number 11. Should have been you. Would... Yeah, should have been me. Was it my main rival for a place, Glenn Helder? It was. Yes. And finally, um, Arsenal were knocked out of the, of the Coca-Cola Cup yes. by the winners that season. Yeah. Which team was it? I know it because I was... Blooming well left out of the squad. I'd been involved in the matches leading up to the, that particular game and I felt rather miffed that I didn't travel to Aston Villa. Correct. You didn't play, they lost. Says it all. <laughs> so, three out of four. That is a Ooh. fine start Solid. to this season for Adrian Clark. So, Russell Hargreaves. What was your specialist subject? It was the man who replaced Adrian Clark <laughs> as the first choice left winger for Arsenal the next season, Mark Overmars. Okay, then. In so his time at Arsenal. In his time at Arsenal. So, four questions on Mark Overmars. Start now. Mark scored the opening goal in the 1997 FA Cup final. Who was it against? Newcastle. Correct. Mark played 100 times for Arsenal. How many goals did he score? This is in the league. 
and it's 25 years oh, old. Someone, Correct. Someone's done that. In all competitions, it's <laughs> a tie break, hint, hint. He played 142 times and scored 41 goals. Oh, he's showing off now. Dear, oh, dear. Who did Mark make his Premier League debut against? Four. Oh. Exactly. Three out of three for the win. Mark joined Barcelona in the year 2000 with which other Arsenal player? Emmanuel Petit. Four out of four. Fee of £32 million, pounds, 25 of which was him. He, he really doesn't want to lose this season. <laughs> four I'm out so four. stoned by having to hand over the keys to my Twitter handle. I spent a good while late Does... last night when I should have been in bed prepping Mark Overmars. Do you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get on the phone to Mark Overmars and, and he, he might want to put in a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> I've got his number. No, 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 no. Four out of four. Russell Hargreaves the win this week. Congratulations. Three much. points. You will answer questions on Mark Overmars next week as well. Good. Adrian, we need a new special subject. Dear, oh dear. Um, the, yeah, OK, I... I Clean the boots of Perry Groves during my time here. I think he was the first player that I got assigned. So let's do the life and times of Perry Groves. I will ask Perry some questions to, <laughs> to get the inside information this week. Gentlemen, wonderful work. Thank you very much indeed. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Rob Holding, Reese Weston, and Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing on the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well and find us at Acast. Don't forget to get your questions into Clarkie at the chalkboard as well via Twitter using the hashtag ArsenalWeekly. We're back on the bank holiday, Monday, the 21st of August, to take a full look back at that Stoke game. And until then, it's bye for now. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.